if you compare it to Facebook at, at one, at one, at one, like I would maybe put NBA top shot at three. Mm -hmm. I would put splinter lands maybe at two, but like the rest of it, like it's, it's, it's so not mainstream at the moment. People have no idea. Like it's, it's no, it's, it's like a cult. It's like the fact that there are 125,000 book games, NFTs, considering people have multiple. Mm. So like how many people are actually participating in this at the moment? Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. Welcome back to Social Convos episode 52. We already kicked off 2022 last week with a powerful session with Reina Weisman on millennials. And if you have, haven't checked that out yet, it is already live on the website. So feel free to listen to it again, rewatch it, share it with your friends. But now it's time to talk about 2022, about us, what we're doing with Convos. So I'm your host, Diego, together with Sean Luke. So Sean Luke, welcome to Social Convos in 2022. Yeah. So like you said, we already kind of kicked things off last week with Reina. And it's funny that you mentioned millennials because there are also different shapes and sizes. I think the topic we're going to discuss today, well, one of the topics that we're going to discuss today might not be everybody's interest, but we're going to talk about general interesting stuff as well. And we're, we're also going to allow for a little bit of chit chat between the two of us on which direction we want to go with, with 2022. So first off, how has your first, yeah, I can't even say a couple of weeks yet, but how have your first 10, 11 days of, of 2022 been so far? It's been, for lack of better word, it's, it's been a bumpy start for me, just to say the least. Just, you know, some developments in the world, developments with, with the pandemic and just economies in general, policies and everything. Things are shifting in ways people don't even realize yet. And I, I'm starting to see some of the effects personally on me. So yeah, but without adversity, there can be no progress, right? So it's, it's crazy. Let's, let's talk a little bit about this because like, like, like COVID is kind of, it's being used and maybe not even intentionally by some people, but definitely intentionally by other people. It's kind of being used as a smoke screen. And mm -hmm. I really don't like how COVID is being used as a smoke screen, especially for geopolitics of geopolitics. And I don't want to move too much in because I don't feel I'm an advocate or a warrior for those kind of things, but it, it, it does put some pressure on on how things are structured and how things are changing. For me, like you had explained, I've, I've experienced something as well. I had to remove one of my international bank accounts because due to the fact that if you're not uh, living in that country, you cannot have a bank account there. I feel that's, yeah, I don't feel that's, that's the way to do it because you're kind of pushing regular people who want to have a general bank account. You're pushing them into offshore banking. You're pushing mm -hmm. them into cryptocurrency and it, it might be intentional. It might be unintentionally, but I, I feel that's not the direction that, that we should go. I've personally 
uh, in my years at the university, in, in different universities in Europe, have, have, I have always been taught about globalization. And what governments are doing right now is everything except globalization. So it's kind of really it feels like a regression. Yeah, it's like really ironic that on a like on the higher level, everybody's talking about globalization and look how we're moving forward. We have the internet. We have the internet, everything. But then, when it actually comes down to politics, geopolitics, nation states kind of putting their rules in place and legislation in place, it's everything except globalization. It's like a very very small part gets to enjoy the benefits of globalization and the rest of them is like, yeah, we will only allow you here. And, and again, I'm not the right advocate because I'm pretty luck lucky when it comes to the opportunities that I'm getting and the, the possibilities that I have, but I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's fair no, to I, my I, colleagues, I, I... to my friends, to family that don't have the same opportunity as me. And it's emotionally, it's kind of. Yeah, I, I fully agree with you uh, on that part. We, we have been in positions ourselves to, you know, make use of certain opportunities that most people don't have. And even now that we have experienced that, we, we are kind of feeling some of the effects. And if, if I'm thinking about what other people who aren't in such a fortunate position are in, kind of don't even realize, kind of makes me, you know, it's been mentally draining for me to say the least, but aside from the bad, I, I have, you know, uh, kick 2022 off with some, you know, positives as well. I en enrolled to ITU, so that's kicked off. I, I enrolled, so I still need to actually start it. But <laughs> I, I took the step, click the button. Okay, okay. I had the kickoff session with Tom, I think last week. So it, it was quite interesting. So I, I'm curious to see how that platform is set up. And curious to see how I, I'm very open-minded to learn on that whole process, aside from the personal side, but you know, the logistics around it, how they tailor to international audiences. So that's what I'm curious to about. And speaking of, have you gotten your thief? Have you gotten Gary's new book yet? Uh, uh, Mine is still on the shipping. Yeah. It's, it's November, been... December. No, actually I received my books only early January. So, and they're, they're on the next shipment to, to Suriname. So I uh, ordered okay. 12 books, I ordered 12, 12, 12 and a half books by Gary Vaynerchuk. And I'm expecting them actually somewhere this month. And then we're going to start giving them away. Yeah. And, I, uh, I, I checked with my shipper today and they said it's already on the ship and it should arrive either this week or next week. Yeah. So I'm very excited about that. And the reason we bring it up is because we're going to talk a little bit about his upcoming project or like ongoing project that's going to, I think, be one of the bigger developments in the business, social media, crypto space, Web3 in 2022, if you're talking about mainstream adoption. Okay. So what, what's kind of, I don't want, we're, we're not going to do like a full Gary Fee appreciation uh, episode yet. Maybe we'll do it in the future, but have you, what, what books of Gary Fee have you read? So I, I think his first book was Crush It and the second one was Crushing It, crushing it. Uh, with the yeah. yellow cover. 
Well, not I, the first and second, but those are the two. Connected. Those are the two. Yeah. Uh, I've actually only read Crushing It with the yellow cover. I, I remember it vividly because I think it was 2018. It was my first ever purchase with Bitcoin. Oh. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, Crushing It, uh, I think that and another book was, you know, a test buy. Uh, there was a platform that you could use to kind of use Amazon. And then there was a intermediate platform that you could use your Bitcoin that would convert and execute the order for you through Amazon. So you were bought your first Gary Fee book with, with Bitcoin. That's, that's interesting. Actually, that's, that's really interesting. And what's my first Gary Fee book. I think my first one, I think I first bought ask Gary Fee. And I think that's a really interesting book because in general, I think most people think of him as like focus really on specific and marketing and getting awareness. But in Ask Gary Fee, he also talks about things like family, like other sides of the business that usually you don't find. So most of the time when, especially for me as well, I usually talk about social media, marketing, those kind of things, but we don't always talk about entrepreneurship separately. We don't always talk about life separately. I mean, you could write a whole book about parenting and those are kind of things that he also comes, comes across. So yeah, so those are things that I find, find very, very interesting. And so that's the first book actually. And then crushing it, of course, I think Amy Landino is in it. Yeah. I, I, I was big into photography. I, I still do photography every now and then, but. One of the early people I followed when I was, you know, learning about photography on YouTube was actually Frono's photo. And he actually, well, one of his stories was in, in the book and kind of, you know, was really cool to see someone you're following in a different field on YouTube, kind of his story and how that journey kind of helped him get to where he is. So that, that's kind of, that's, it's always nice to see like when. I, I, I won't say influencers, but people you learn from people you look up to, or just channels, individuals in general, kind of cross pollinate in platforms and you see how they impact one another. And that translates back to you. Like, ah, so, so here's, here's a question for you. Now that we're in 2022, we've kind of said for last year, we want to go more into understanding how the platform works, understanding how podcasting works. Do you want to pick it up a notch, meaning like really going for guests that others want to focus on, or do you want to say like, no, we want to have the guests that we feel provide the, the value, or are you going to say like, I want to go with convos in a direction where what, what do you mean with a guest order? Okay. Cool. So, so here's, here's the general trend and, and this is where a lot of YouTubers get burned out and a lot of content creators get struggle with at a certain point, especially as you grow and you get a certain audience and you connect with the audience, you're gonna create more the content that the audience wants to go towards. And to do that, sometimes you're gonna have to focus on things that you don't particularly like, but True. you know, it gets a certain awareness, you know, it gets the word out, you know, it gets more popular and. Of course you have to find a balance in it, but to find a balance, you first have to start and going like what they call the commercial route. Or do you want to say like, yeah, but this is an underground pod and people that want to find it will find it. And we're not going to go into the nitty gritty 
kind of a promotion, hard on, taking it to the next level, spending 30, 40 hours a week just on this podcast? For me, uh, the priority will always be the, the latter that you said. So not personally focus on what other fund pers- uh, specifically, but that kind of resonates more with us. And I think that will help continue creation of, you know, producing. And I do agree if you want to get a bigger audience, et cetera, et cetera, sometimes you need to adopt mainstream, but I think it should not go at the cost of, you know, sacrificing that personal value that you get out of it. Otherwise it becomes just another job. And I don't believe that this platform that we're, we're doing now should become another job because I want to stay away from the job task kind of list. Yeah. Oh, yes, of the, course the, we have structures, yeah. et cetera, but that is just to, you know, that that's more, that's not necessarily a job, but it's more like a commitment, a discipline thing to personal responsibility. And you could label it as a job to a certain degree and, you know, put a price tag on it, et cetera. But I would prefer not to go that route because at a certain point, I feel like it will create a box in things you need to move you know, uh, some constraints you need to move in. And that takes away from the enjoyment, the freedom. Uh, of course, you always have, you know, creative block, writer's block, etc. But that is naturally occurring. So I think we need to find a way to deal with that. And that's where we doing it together helps for that co-accountability. Because believe me, I said it many times before, if we didn't do this together, it might have... Probably 80% chance that it would not have reached 50 episodes less. No, of course not. Of course not. But, but then you also get to the other things like, okay, the topics and, and the guests. I mean, that's, that's the main thing. And I think also, of course, we can look at the statistics and say like, Hey, if we got Surinamese people in, of course, a lot of people are going to watch. If you got a Surinamese person in, it it jumps up 200, 300% when it comes to people joining in. And some cases it feels like this podcast goes a little bit too much meta. It goes a little bit too much NFTs towards kind of the capital confos thing. And on the other side, it's like, okay, but what do we want to go? What do we want to do with that? Is that something that we're saying like, first of all, we're doing this for Suriname, but also for our international audience. Secondly, what's the direction that we want to go to? Why do we go to financial independence? No, that's what capital confos is for. So we have to find the proper guest that people will be like, Hey, this sounds like interesting, but also realize that all those different topics can be confusing sometimes. So you need kind of a stability factor kind of build in, and we can do it like overrated, underrated. That's one way to go about it. But also we can incorporate in the team of the, of the, we can make monthly teams say like, Hey, every month we want to focus on a separate team and we want to go towards certain teams every month. Are we just going to go with a connection with fewer feedback saying like, Hey, for everybody that watched the show, what's kind of, what's the main thing that you are interested in that we get a guest on? Because we basically do have the network to reach out to people and find people, find people that are willing to talk about subjects that we lack knowledge of, or we find interesting for people that want to listen to social confos. Okay. So first thing, as, as you mentioned, uh. I think that's something we definitely could do, you know, set certain themes for certain months or something. For you, 
before we go to the viewers, what's one topic for this year or one theme that you definitely want to explore more? I do want to explore a little bit more on family stuff. Family. Yeah. Family and life choices. I think that's, that's really interesting. I would love to have a guest who done, who has done something completely different, like a completely different route and, and, and makes you think about what are the things that are important in your life. Yeah. For me, if, I, if I'm going that route, you know, the, the things we are personally interested in that that's a given that that comes naturally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, people notice that when we start talking about it. But one offshoot that definitely comes to mind is more a bit on philosophy. I, I tried to kick this off in a series, you know, with, with cognitive convos. I only did one episode back, back in the Yeah, it, it's hard. But because it's, it's such an abstract topic and the, the level of thinking and, you know, uh, delineation that you do about subjects, it's, it's kind of hard for people to grasp and. Yeah, it, it's a very small subset so who, of people. Who that did are you have in mind? In, did you have in mind Elon? You want to have Elon on the pod? No, no, not necessarily Elon or, you know, the, the, the top people, but topics along those lines, you know, about, you know, you're a very strong proponent of Ikigai. That, that there's so much that, that is behind Ikigai that we can unpack in, and if, if we can translate that in how we do that, you know, in a social convo, in a, in a more chill setting, it would be a way to, you know, spread that, I, I'd say movement to more people as well. Okay. Sounds like an uh, interesting plan. So what do you want to do? What do you want to do exactly the same in 2020? And what do you want to do differently? You mean 2022? 2022. 2022. Bad words. 2022. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah. So what do we want? want to, you know, stick to in 2022, I think, I think one thing we need to continue doing is work with our, you know, our, our database. We, the, the last few weeks we've been kind of neglecting it, but that was kind of our North star for pushing through all those weeks. And we need to kind of go back into that consistency of optima, optimally using our, you know, podcasting database. Yeah. Uh, because that will be, I think in two, three years, a tremendous resource to go back to, et cetera, be it for network, be it for specialists, be it for just reflection, contact information, linking people together. So that in itself can become a valuable asset. So I think that's something we definitely need to continue doing. And if we're looking at something differently, I think we mentioned it in, in the last episode with Reina is touch on the new social audio platforms like Twitter spaces and, and how they do it because, yeah, and, and that is very topic specific. I get that, but I think it is necessary for us to touch our toes in different things, just to see how it is, even if we don't adopt it on a, you know, long-term basis, but just to get that sense of feeling, well, huh, this is happening. So not sure if you see it differently or. No, it means that we have to do Twitter space this Friday. We just have to pull through it. We have to get Jennifer on board to maybe help us out a little bit, which she will definitely do because she's awesome. So maybe we should start, start with that. And I think that will, will help us out a lot. We just, it's just a second commitment on the Friday. 
So we still have to figure out how we're going to approach that, but I think that's a good way uh, to kick off 2022. So now we can talk a little bit about the book games. Tell us a little bit about, about the book games for, for, for people that generally have no idea what book games are. <laughs> Maybe a, a short recap of events that unfolded in 2021. In May, 2021, Gary V launched his big project, the uh, Fee Friends, and it's an NFT project that's kind of tied also to a new IP intellectual property that he's creating. And it's also tied into a conference that we'll be hosting in the next three years. And, and this IP is actually, you know, to kind of embody the values he has as an entrepreneur, as a human being into these characters that he created. But tied to that, he also wrote a book about, it's called 12 and a half. I haven't read it yet because we haven't received it yet, but it's about the 12 or 13 core values he holds in high regard. And I think the half watching interviews is the one he's still working on. So the book games, how that comes into play, he launched the book, I think, I think it was August, a day in August or September. And people had 24 hours to pre-order his book. And if you ordered at least 12 copies of that book, you would be eligible to receive a accompanying NFT to that book. And that would in turn become, you know, a, a social game that you would play in, in the market that would either give you the possibility to grant you access to the conference or other benefits uh, that you could upgrade to kind of like a, a token if you missed out on his original P-Friend launch. And it will also give you a access to this year's version two of Free Friends that is going to launch. So if you don't own a book game token, you cannot get early access to the new launch. So that that's kind of how he gamified launching products, which is a very interesting way to do it. And he's using, you know, the, the new wave of technological developments in Web3 to uh, do this, like a, a physical product, integrating it, in it into a wider ecosystem. and. Why we bring that up now is because I think yesterday was the, the drop of all the, the book games token, this distribution. I have yet to claim mine. I, I kind of saved it up to, to, to claim it today within, within, within the market. A, a, as you look through it, well, what, what were your impressions on book games having, you know, passed on P friends version one and going into 2022 now? It's, it's, I, I'm, I have to be honest, it's. For me, it's already getting too technical. I have to, I have to be completely honest. I mean, I'm watching the screen right now as, as we, as we talk and I'm connecting immutable X to MetaMask and I have no idea Diego, what's going on. And I think this is the biggest problem that a lot of people that are slightly interested in web three are struggling with is that it's at no way yet. It's not really gotten to the adaptation stage. So that makes it, makes it really difficult. I'm reading the blog that you sent to me with all the information on how everything works. But for me, it's like one big adventure and you gotta have really love adventure to really in, enjoy this experience. That's, that's for me. It, it also, I mean, maybe if I play God's Unchained like you did, I've already connected with Immutable X, understood how it works. 
But so my main concern with these kind of things is it's so difficult for like the general public to understand that it kind of becomes like this in crowd. And while I do enjoy it, I mean, I stepped on my NBA top shot game. I'm now top 20,000 in the world, which is not really that much. Like it's top 3.7% of, of all collectors. Which is a pretty big deal for somebody who really, yeah, kind of didn't really infest from the mainstream kind of way. It's kind of Ethereum gains and... Would you say where means it's mainstream now? Or No, not at all. Not at all. It, it, but you had to rank it from a scale from 1 to 10, 1 being the least mainstream and 10 being like, like full on mainstream, where would you place web three and, you know, NFTs right now? Web three, just, like, just feeling it out. Yes. It's still at, if you compare it to Facebook at, at one, at one, at one, like I would maybe put NBA top shot at three. Mm -hmm. I would put Splendor Lands maybe at two, but like the rest of it, like it's, it's, it's so not mainstream at the moment. People have no idea. Like it's, it's. No, it's, it's like a cult. It's like the fact that there are 125,000 book games, NFTs, considering people have multiple. Mm. So like how many people are actually participating in this at the moment? Yeah, right. But that brings up a, a good point because I'm, I'm in the Dutch NFT community and one of the guys had like a, a few thousand books <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> it's it, it just ridiculous. No, but um, and you do have an early mover advantage. I think that's one of the things that like the, the things that you struggle with is like everything, you have to figure everything out yourself. And of course there's a small community where everybody helps each other out. And that's in business in general, cause that's the payoff. That's the risk. That's the learning curve you go through because if, you know, millions already adopted it, it would be spread thin and you know, the potential upside would be even less if you look at Facebook adoptions, Facebook for business potential upside is it's getting even harder and harder to justify. I almost want to show you like my mailbox for the past, for the past hour, I've been trying to get, I've just been sniping like $1 moments on NBA top shot and I have failed close to 50 times, no joke. I've been trying to get, I've at least around 40 times I've tried to get a $1 moment on NBA Top Shot, but I'm not only the one trying hundreds and maybe a dozens of other people are, well, maybe a hundred of other people are imagine at the same was, time trying to get the same moment. And it, imagine if it was mainstream at a rank of six or seven. <laughs> if it was mainstream, I wouldn't have a chance, but now I already don't have a chance because the internet connection is slower. Just the processing, it just, it, it, it didn't go. I mean, like maybe five to 10 times I came close. Like it was already like in the final stage of processing. And there's like one or two people that are battling with me. Who's going to get the moment and they won one. And I lost all of those five to 10 moments that I came close. So it, it so, just gives you, yeah. Yeah. Just, just, just a quick side note before we continue it, that you mentioned that uh, we had Moreno Jackson on like uh, last year as well. And he is also into this space and 
you know, his, his platform where, where he's heavily, you know, yeah. active is BB, the, the Marvel comic space. And every, I think every Thursday at 12 something, he, he sent me the schedule they, they have their weekly drops and he, he has really committed to like Instagram stories. I think a few days ago, you know, three phones logged in, ready to go as the second goes and no, sometimes he gets through, sometimes not, but yeah, it's, it's like, it's like Black it's Friday. We, we talked about Black Friday, but this is like Black Friday every week. It's, it's kind of that, that kind of, I, I don't think, and yeah, if you're not into those kind of things, I'm also like, how often are you going to participate? So for instance, today I won uh, a pack, uh, a season, a series two pack. So last year's pack, which is now more valuable than the packs from this year. And I just won it because I followed the live stream and I commented. And I did that five times. And one out of the five times, I actually won a pack. And that pack, if the value is probably around 30 to 40 bucks. Like mm -hmm. I got it for free for just commenting on a live stream. And these kind of things are kind of the new incentives ways for engagement kind of en engage. I, I definitely see, see that happening a lot, a lot more on Twitter, on Twitch. Yeah. And then you get into the situation where, okay, but this, this is gonna fall, right? This is kind of like, it's, it's, it's a bubble. Is it it a bubble? And, and that's, I think that's also one of the things that Gary is kind of telling people like, listen, don't go all in. If you don't know what you're doing, don't just think like you're going to be a millionaire next, next year. Yeah. And I think that's, that's also something that, because a lot of people are just in it for the money and that's often where it just goes wrong and not just with NFTs, but just, just life in general. Yeah. As, and, as, as people just move into money, 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 it's yeah. It loses its value. Yeah. I, I love how Tom frames it. It's, you know, don't go in it for the money, go in it with the intention to learn, at least read about it. Even if you don't make the step, just read about it, learn about it, and then base your decision on, you know, the information you have gathered. So that, that and you know what trickles the down, back down to mindset. No, but, but you yeah. know what the best part about this is about, about the communities is like, there are actual people that do the hard work and the hard research for you and kind of have decided to just go to YouTube and share all the information. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's such a valuable thing and those. Those streamers are also kind of at their early stages. So I spoke with one of them and he was like, yeah, but I don't feel comfortable seeing myself already as like an influencer or a creator that people kind of look up to for information, but they are, they are like people that are really niche. I mean, this is real niche YouTubing, like it's really going for one specific NFT or maybe two specific NFT projects, just being a YouTuber for just that. I mean. It's kind of, it's where, yeah, we're just in a different age. Yeah. And I'm really enjoying the fact that it's not the company or the organization that's behind it. That's the one explaining it. And the even better one is, of course, there's no company whatsoever, but that's mm, we, 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 we know the, the song that's, uh, with that, but <laughs> yeah, that's about to play. So shall we look at the, so do we want to show, should we? Should we go and claim, 
claim or or yeah so let me pull up the screen and then let's just go through some of the basic stuff and then see how that goes share window okay so i got this open right here it's visible visible right yeah, yeah it's just here we go so your whole icons and everything yeah useful extensions you know ad blockers dictionaries yes. time spent on certain apps productivity tracker <laughs> that I haven't checked in years but yeah going to the website book game so shortly explain it so these are kind of the nft tokens and the amounts of how many tokens there are and how and some people might look at the art and say like what is this is, is this even worthy you know it's, it's just doodles by uh, a popular individual but don't underestimate the providence like the source of where certain things come from and if you go way back in just human psychology human history if, if you look at a popular artist it's only after they die and you know scarcity increases that they become world renowned like a picasso or something so oh you're you're going for that you're gonna outlive gary vaynerchuk to just go hold the nft and say like <laughs> i hold the original gary v <laughs> uh, just, just, just an example and you know some people i think they, they baked in a certain combination like you have to have the full set in gold of something and then you can exchange that for the actual physical paper or piece that oh. they're gonna send with you so yeah it's it's, it's uh strange on how human the human brain works to incentives and what they value and how they value it uh, it's, it's really i mean it's mind-boggling for just from a, mar a marketing perspective to give you an idea how meta this is it's just that i mean on a daily basis even today i had meetings with clients where i come up with kind of like social media campaigns like campaigns things that you can do to interact with your audience and i mean these kind of nft projects it's not even on my radar. It's maybe in five years from now, where we'll be doing projects like this. I'm actually working on something with some, a friend of mine in the Netherlands, maybe to, to get into these kind of NFT games, but it's still, still at such a, at such an early phase. So my biggest worry is, can you lose your book NFT while playing the game? Here's the thing. It's not actually. A game as defined, you know, what a game is. It is actually more like a mental model, like in, in the bigger, grander scheme of things. And just to give up some wild prognosis on what I expect personally, what I expect to happen within the next few months leading to VCon, the big conference, since there are, you know, also tickets that you could claim through the NFTs is actually the burn mechanic. So as you said, 125,000 tokens in total, right? And we, we got what, three, four months to go to me when people can exchange tokens for assets that he's Gary himself has collected over the years, you know, board apes are very popular. Crypto punks are very popular. And wait, for this wait, board wait, ape, wait. for example, is if you exchange 858 tokens, it would you could exchange those, like burn those tokens to get this ape from Gary. What? Yeah. So he built in, uh, if, if you're talking about the game mechanics, like 
the tokenomics behind it. People burn to trade, exchange it for another asset within his collection, reducing the total supply of the tokens in circulation. And these tokens this are also nuts. your whitelist to, you know, a version two. So as the supply diminishes and the people who want tickets from the Gary originally owned fee friends need to exchange a certain amount as well to burn those. So the supply shrinks. So there's going to be, I predict a whole market supply and demand within the next few months, especially for the rare, harder to get tokens based on the rarity table. You've got to be shitting me. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I can't, I cannot hold in my laughter. So what I'm actually going to do is I'm going to claim my book games open. Yeah. So basically let, let, let's go through that now and see how that goes. Um, connecting here. The other thing is, uh, that the big thing with Friends one was that it was on Ethereum, like layer one and the gas fees, if, if you're familiar with Ethereum are ridiculous, like a single transaction contract transaction was like at a peak, like maybe $150 just for the transaction and there's a chance to fail. So they moved the book tokens to layer two on a new platform, Immutable X, and they're using token trove. And the great thing, as you mentioned, I'm playing Gods Unchained and fortunately they're also using that layer two solution. So I was already familiar with the platform before Bookings got launched. So it wasn't too new for me, but yeah, let's see if we can make the connection happen. Okay. So what we're seeing here is firsthand. Does it, does it have a pack? Does it open up or you, do you just claim your, your token? So it says I'm not connected here. You have to go down, down to the bottom. No, you can, you can just go. I, I already did it. So you can just go to the bottom of your screen on the fee friends website. Yeah. You go down, just go down and then on the right, you'll see immutable X, which you can connect. Oh, okay. I don't know. Oh, okay, wait, there we go. Ah, there we go. Connection. Okay. I already did this. I guess not. You are seeing this happening live. I'm patiently waiting just because Diego is going to show us a little bit more than I'm going to show you guys. I'm just going to show you the guys the claim and that's it. But I might even open a pack on stream a little bit, a little bit. Later. Okay. So yeah, count link. Okay. So you can claim your book game tokens. Awesome. Let's see what happens. Let's go. Ooh, three tokens. Transferring tokens. Nice. Okay. Your book game token. So you got 18,000, 80,000 and 90 something thousands. And yeah. I so I, I see the two of those were consecutive like numbers. I, I bet those were from the orders I placed the same day. And then the next day I was like, no, I need Bar to get another set. Did you also get Barcelona? Yeah. I, I got the last set from Barcelona. <laughs> Ah, uh, uh, okay. So you have a good opportunity of getting something rare. Well, let's see. Let's um, see so view your book tokens. Let's see what you got. Self-aware is a pretty good one. I think. I think this is, I need to check up the rarity table, but yeah. So it's not gold champion koala, okay, but. <laughs> It's not gold champagne koala, but it, it looks like, is it champagne or is it fur? 
this is, I think this is fair. But yeah, speaking of, I think there were three special characters with very limited supply. Like I think it was the koala. You got a galaxy of fur, a galaxy of fur and a granite. I, I think this one is All generic. All three are rather, they're not that granite. generic to be honest. In granite, 7%. It's, it's still. Optimistic author. Get here. Galaxy. And fur spectacular. Yeah. All right. All right. But yeah, the, the koala, the, the, the troll, I think, and the paper hands pony, those are going for well, the troll is, those are really, yeah, I think it's the, They're, what is it? The troll? I think that one is really. So if you look at the, the special tokens. Like the koala, etc. Even the least rare ones. Look for how much they're going. It's well, it's people are also putting up insane prices. Just yeah, but just putting up. Look, look at the sold listings. The ones that actually sold. These these have been purchased. Yeah. But uh, do you notice that it's only ponies and koalas? Maybe because I I filtered through special the special. No, but like the third one isn't even showing up because there are. Only 15 out of the 125,000 trolls. The tiny ogre, the tiny ogre is not even. Ogre, yeah, the, the ogres, I mean. Yeah, 15 out of yeah, 125,000. That's less than, yeah. what, 0.01%. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if you look at all. So, so the floor, the, the, the overall floor, just, just to give, give people a perspective. The overall floor right now is 485 bucks. Meaning like if you just sell the cheapest NFT. You've made your money back. Cause you basically buying 12 got the books book around for free and. Yeah. But by 12 books, so it's like $250, right? Between $250 and $300, yeah, something like that. $250. I got it for $250. So basically you bought $250 worth of books. You get the books for free and an extra $200. If you're just in it, just for a quick, quick grab. Yeah. That's, that's insane. Yeah. And like but that, there's a burn, there's a burn there, going on. There's a, they're going to be there's a burn mechanic. And well, what's most interesting to me is, is, is the whitelist mechanic for version two. And people are yeah, going to want to buy. Burn. I'm not, I'm not going to bring it to a layer one. I'm not going to any of those things. Because it's, it's gotta just cost me a lot of money. So let's yep. see what I'm getting. Let's also share my screen. Quickly see. So I'm not as popular as Diego. I didn't put that much, uh, into it, but I did buy myself a couple hey, of books. If you get a tiny ogre. <laughs> I actually got a, I got a really low serial, so that does have me excited. And I think I have to stop sharing my screen because I'm only sharing a tab. So book inventory and I'm going on token drove. I'm going to try not to look just yet. I don't know how I'm going to do that. The reveal. Oh, I still haven't connected my wallet. How do I connect my wallet? It should be just the uh, MetaMask. 
but yeah, I, I am definitely, they just kind of uh, faded out, you know, the, the rough start of 2022 and kind of put a grin on my face again. Wow. The galaxy. Well, it looks, oh, love of optimism. Oh, yeah. I'm enjoying it already. It's, it's, it's not, it's not at the bottom. So, hey, worth everything. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's bubblegum with galaxy. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And what does the fee friends count mean? So I, I think I figured it out. So the fee friend count is how many fee friends are featured within this specific artwork. So there's a optimistic oh. order featured in this artwork. Oh, so I, I didn't get it at first. And then I went through the, you know, the, the gallery, the directory, and I went through them all and I see two, okay. Empathy elephant and the wine, two free friends. Then I made the connection like, ah, that's what, what it is. He loves, uh, you know, with his Easter eggs and, and stuff. Yeah. I, I'm, actually, I'm actually pretty excited about that it. That's it, how it's going to play out later. I don't know. Okay. But I'm really, this, this is a very nice one. I'd say it's, it's a pretty nice, it's a pretty nice one. So just, just to give people an, an idea of, uh, a love of optimism, which is kind of, I like how these are so generic that they always fit your personality. I think that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And it's a bubblegum wrap with, with galaxy and galaxy is actually one of the rare frames. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, it is actually one of the rare frames. Let's, let's have a look at how, where can I find the, the frames, just the frames attribute token frame. Bubblegum. Yeah. So definitely champagne is the rarest at 0.5%. Yeah. Then we got emerald and pearl. And then I think galaxy galaxies are in fourth place. If you're looking yeah. at, you know, the free. No, so. actually, no, it's, it's, uh, champagne, neon, pearl, emerald, rainbow, and galaxy. Ah, rainbow. So but it's, 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 it's in the six, but it's, it, it's, it's one of the rarer ones. I don't see like, okay, let's look at the listings. So you need to go to browse all book games, like bottom left. And where do I do that? Under clear filter, bottom left, scroll down. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the site, in my opinion, needs a bit of a UI refresh. <laughs> so let's just look at galaxy. So you can also go to, you know, settings to show the listing in us dollar prices instead of. Thank you prices. so much. Thank you so much for, for doing that. Yeah. So the laugh of optimism. The cheapest one is going for 630, which of course we're not going to sell it for. Yeah. I think it, it, it has different type of value in the long run. Yeah. So if you're talking about games, I think then that is the long-term game. I, you know, how I'm interpreting it as how people go with this. Are you going to burn it, flip it, use it, hold it? Man. That is the game. This is, this is something else. It's, I, I, I can't place it in anything yet. It's just, and it's just about utility. And what I've realized, come to realize, like organizations that are doing this, like the big organizations that are doing these kind of things, they don't. 
how do I say it? They really don't, they don't sit still. Like there's no continuous, continuous movement, really continuous movement going on. And, and, and basically when there's like a down cycle, if, if it, if you get like this downfall in price, it, it picks up within, within a month, there's already, it already changes. One, one thing I do want to bring up with, you know, the developments and just looking at how Gary and Tom build their company. And if you're looking at it from a people's perspective, just having observed on how everything is structured, of course, you have the big corporate side with the legal and everything. But if you look at the people that run, run the communities, kind of the face for, for support and teaching, I think they had like a 24 hour YouTube stream helping people go through this whole process of, you know, connecting everything and may well, one of his moderators in the discord. So, you know, I, I expect someone in their mid twenties, just going through that, it, it, there's opportunity, not, not so much different from, you know, us, if you look at ineffable individuals, there, there's opportunity in, in every space. You just have to one commit. Thing. I think, I yeah, think you just have just to one commit. Thing I, 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 I yeah. noticed. So like, for instance, like a lot of community, big community members in the MBA Top Shot space, they got recruited by Dapper Labs or by a company that's really building this stuff. And like today in a stream, I actually found out that if you go and work at the company that runs those NFTs, you're not allowed to collect them. I mean, it makes sense. If yeah. you work, but you're not allowed to collect them. So that's a pretty big thing. So there are actually people that are really good at their job. These companies are approaching them like, Hey, become part of our team. And they're like, nah, I'll rather be a collector. <laughs> yeah. No, the, 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 the funniest story after the fee friend one launch, and then kind of Gary put it down on his team and kind of put it out there that not even his closest teammates bought fee friends one. <laughs> he just put it out there in the world. But uh, were they allowed to? They were yes, allowed to. They were. They were. Hey, that's interesting. So because interesting. He, he was the first big mover, and I think, you know, even within his company, there were a lot of people who were still very new to the space. And I, I mean, six months later, yeah, but that's things shifted things. rapidly. Yeah, that's one of the things that I'm still trying to figure out. But as, uh, at least with Dapper Labs, I think if you're working for Dapper Labs, you're not allowed to actually collect. I think they changed the rules on that. Also, because you have insider knowledge. Yeah. So uh, is it, it a lot of collect in general or Dapper Lab related projects? A Dapper Lab related yeah. projects, of course. So I, I feel we have time for, for a pack opening as well. I'm not going to open up my vintage and my. So I, I think one of the great things that, that they did as well, they, they worked a lot with getting kind of this, also getting these fandom moments in. So these are really cool things that are considered fandom moments. I'm not gonna shrink my screen a little bit. So has a nicer feel to it like this. So Giano keeps. Every stream we do live, I do live with Gian who keeps bringing up, but can we open the other packs up as well? <laughs> like, no, I just want to keep them. And I don't know why I want to keep them, but I still have to open up, uh, three hustle and show packs. They were on today. And this is one of the most, uh, uh, what did you accidentally misclick and you opened that one? 
<laughs> I don't think I, I didn't, I didn't think I accidentally opened anything. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to just gonna, just gonna open one of the three packs. I still have two more packs to open, but I opened those quietly in sanctuary of my own space. And, uh, basically these are hustles. So these are five moments. One of them is it's, they're all common moments. So they're not really that special, but one of them is actually a little bit of more of a special common moment, which is about hustle and flow, basically uh, a hustle play that does, and it's one of the favorite sets from, from last year. So they brought it back and there are actually, there's actually a community for people that collected all of the hustle and flow, uh, hustle and show moments of the, of last season. So there's a specific community and actually one of our collecting friends is, is part of the community as well. So let's see what we've got. The first one is a dunk by Obi Toppin. I actually, I'm not sure if I bought it, but he had a really cool dunk on this, this Christmas. He went between the legs and it was the first time in years. Actually, there was somebody else who did it this season, but I think it's the first time somebody went between the legs, legs to dunk before, uh, during a Christmas game. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. But this is a different, different moment. And unfortunately my internet connection is not allowing me to actually view the moment. So we're just going to open them. Oh, this is a really good serial number. I don't know if you can see it at the top. Yeah. It's at 3,980 3, out of 60 K. So you have to imagine that these moments already are up to 60 K moments. That's how many top shot moments there are. It's, it's insane. We're talking about millions and millions of, of moments. Another pretty low serial. I think this is the hustle and show moment. Yeah. This is the hustle and show moment. Definitely facile. So these are, you can see it in the artwork. They're a little bit different than the others. This is actually a, a steel, a specific steel moment. Another low serial. These are pretty go, pretty good series. So walk us through, is it always that lower serials are valued higher? Yeah. Yeah. So for, for NBA top shot, the highest valued serial is either the Jersey serial. So for instance, for the Anthony Melton, who has a zero, there's no Jersey number, but yeah. like for Gary Harris and Obi Toppin, Obi Toppin is a special case because one is not only the first uh, serial serial number, but it's also his jersey number. So that was low expensive. <laughs> yeah, but here, for instance, Gary Harris is a fourteen. So the most expensive one is either the jersey number number fourteen or the number one serial. So those are often the most expensive. So even if this moment goes for like two dollars, I mean, this definitely the Obi Toppin is a fifty-two thousand serial. So this one goes rather cheap on the market, maybe. Uh, even $2, but if you have the number one serial, that's worth at least 500 to a thousand bucks. But of course the chances of getting that out of those 60,000 frames. So these are really 60,000. These two are 60,000 K moments and these are 18,000, which of course, because there are only 18,000 of them. And that already kind of shows you how big the NBA is because this is already 18,000. It's already a limited edition. These run up. Currently they're at 10, but when you have showcase or 12, but once you have showcase challenges, 
come in where people can collect rare moments, they tend to run up to maybe $20, $20 even, and then it's already worth buying this pack. So that's basically some, and then of course the other serial numbers were, which are interesting, 75, if you get 75, a serial 75 is really interesting because there will be some utility to it because the NBA turned 75 years old this year, mm -hmm. this season. And the final, the closing serial, so 60,000 or 18,000 is also worth a lot more than for instance, a 10,000 or a 5,000 serial, but these 5,000 and 3,000 serials, they're already worth at least a dollar or $2 more than for instance, the higher serials. Hmm. And, and if you're under a thousand serial number, it's, it's really good as well. Common. Yeah. So these are all and common. This is a high number. Yeah. And this is a relatively high number. One of my favorite players, Malcolm Brogdon was rookie of the year a couple of years ago. Really, really underrated player. I, I like him a lot for fantasy. I think he's actually in my fantasy team. And so this, for instance, this serial number, 52,000, this, if I already have a moment of OB Cup in for this year, I might burn this one as well. And burning an NBA top shot allows you to get trade tickets. And with trade tickets, you can unlock certain possibilities as well. One of the most interesting possibilities at the moment is a series one pack that you could purchase with 350 trade tickets. So you have to make the calculations if, if it's actually worth it. Because if you would buy them on the market, you probably spend around $700 just for a series one serial number, which does have, and that's something I have to include, it does have uh, a very big chance. And I think it's almost like a 20 or 30% chance that you get a LeBron James. Hey, uh, it's your championship badge. Same value. <laughs> so, <laughs> so if you, if you get that LeBron James championship badge moment, it's worth around, I think 800 to a thousand dollars that it's worth it. But if you lock out and you get like four moments that are worth 30 bucks, then yeah. And then you lost big time. So it's not always good to, to do that, but this is my lowest pool. I actually had a lower pool with one of the other moments than the hustle and show. And currently I, I already opened two packs, so I'm going to open a couple more and maybe complete the set later on and then add it to a set. The, this is the actual base set for series three at the moment. So how do you get a pack? You just go to uh, nbatopshot.com and you can, if you're a new collector on nbatopshot.com, you can actually purchase, I think two packs. The first two packs, you don't have to stand in line. I have to get in line to get these packs and you don't have to get in line for your first two packs. And after that, you have to, for every drop, you have to get in line as well. Uh -huh. So, and of course, if you join uh, NBA Top Shot and you tell me about it, that you join, I might send you a free, a free uh, moment. I, I might be able to do that because I give them away on Twitter. So I might as well give you a free moment as well. Awesome. I think that's, that's it for the opening and the details of our stuff for this week. And I think it was a really exciting one too, the book game. So looking forward to April, actually, I think April is going to be the month where things are going to heat up.
there's a lot of heating up. It's going to heat up next week. It's going to heat up next month. I don't think we'll have a dull moment, especially with, with certain, certain projects are going to hit the bubble somewhere this year. And that will bring projects that have a lot of utility, some extra attention. And I do feel that uh, the projects that we've discussed today have a lot of utility. So it will be interesting to see uh, how the market moves from this. Next week, we'll jump a little bit deeper into NFTs, I guess. Yes, topics we are excited about. So definitely, <laughs> definitely <laughs> looking forward to that. So next um, week, we're going to jump into a topic on more NFTs and we're actually going to have somebody on who might be able to explain NFTs to beginners a little bit better as well. We got the announcement ready for next week. Uh, I think we can save our over under for next week with our guest. Definitely. But let's not go over time as we usually do. <laughs> our, our, our dual episodes usually tend to go longer than, than necessary. So I think this is where we'll call it. Thanks for joining in, even if you joined late. Scroll back around the midway point was the highlight point where we kind of unpacked the uh, fee friends, uh, book games, and I am actually excited to receive my physical books this or next week. And then, you know, the, I'll give them, out, them up or... on stream and maybe give away, give away yeah. one on stream as well. Yeah. I think that would be cool. So this episode and all episodes, of course, are to be re-listened to on convos.com, C-O-N-F-O-E-S.com, on my YouTube channel, on all podcasting platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and maybe soon we'll check out Twitter spaces, but stay tuned for that. Yes. Until next week. This, this was Social Convos. Next week, same place, same time. Bye-bye.